0: The Jen Gabe and Chewy podcast is sponsored by Celsius energy drink. And I am here to tell you it makes a huge difference in my mornings with a unique blend of essential energy and key vitamins. Celsius is your partner to an active lifestyle. My favorite, the peach vibe. Learn more at Celsius.com and pick up Celsius energy drinks today.
1: Showtime. The right way to start your day. This is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Especially if
0: it's your guy on your team that brings you so much joy when yeah. he has success. Again, because that money has to go somewhere. I think everybody is just going to be like KGB.
2: Please let me. All right. <clears throat> knock knock. Who's that? KGB. KGB. They never ask that question. What the hell was that? What are you doing? What are you doing? Hey, hey.
0: Hey, that man his money.
3: Oh, I thought you were talking the nut
1: job defensive end.
2: <laughs> me I was too. A little, no more knock knock jokes. That's it! Ding dong. Who's there? It's me. I get the door. I'm not answering answer that. Ding, ding dong. dong. No way. It's yeah, the KGB. Yeah, ding ding dong. dong. I'm not answering that. Get you, going you answer, it. I'm gonna answer I'm not going it. to answer I'm not going to answer it. It's the KGB. The KGB will fit for no one. I was a little scared, yeah. too. I got a little fright. Where are we frightful? going? Where, we where did, going. did that gonna... come from? We're sending Homer <laughs> home to hell like <laughs> KGB did? <it? laughs>
1: this is Jen, Gabe, and Chewy broadcasting live from the Gruber Law Office's One Call That's All Studios at the Avenue with Gabe Neitzel and Mark Chamara. Here's Jen Lattice. Like to doing but mouth. She's trying to it. The signs were there, they're
0: they're 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 breadcrumbs they're were out. there, yes, clues were out. there, so we all kind of thought that this was going to happen. To Reading out. the tea I'm leaves and whatnot, what not, the writing on the wall, like I suppose it is now official guys. Green Bay Packers plan to move to a 4-3 base. Are we excited about this? Are we looking forward to the opportunity for the defense to change all of the things, up front at least, and maybe be better? Or is this a whole hell of a lot of transition? You know, I look at it like, I mean,
2: they've tried the 3-4. The middle of the defense has been pretty soft over the years. Why not switch it up? Let's just try something different. And, I mean, for the most part, I mean, you're you're kind of playing a four-person front anyway, you know, and maybe that ends up freeing up. See, So what I guess I'm hopeful for is that some of these switches end up freeing up some of these guys who have underperformed. Whether we're talking about Quay Walker, maybe a switch to an outside linebacker in, in a 4-3 frees him up a little bit more than being an inside in the 3-4. Maybe Lucas Van Ness is better suited to be a defensive end, put his hand in the dirt, than stand on the outside and be an outside linebacker in a in a three four. I guess I'm just more hopeful that it can unlock some players. Now, does that doesn't come without some reservations? Certainly, the, the biggest concern I had when we started having these conversations was: is Rashawn Gary big enough to be an outside defensive end in a four three? Because when I think chew, when I think of four threes. I mean, I think of you guys. I think of what you guys had. And, I mean, Reggie was a ginormous human being. But Sean Jones, who you call Salad, was also a large man. Like, I think of those two guys being the bookends of your defense, and that's not really what they have.
3: 4-3 uh, is better against the pass, and this is a passing league. Not as good against the run. where 3-4. Uh, technically is better against the run, and you have some liabilities in the pass. The liabilities in a 3-4 in the pass, if you're not going to declare it a blitz, then Rashawn Gary or Preston Smith have pass, uh, pass defense responsibilities. Now, it's a different... Now, uh, personnel-wise, and I'd I, I'd love to ask Taush, put it... it when you go up against a four-three, it's more combination blocking three-four because men are covered. It's one-on-one blocking. Mm-hmm. If me and if me and Taush had the opportunity to block plus Preston Smith and the front-side linebacker, and you can, uh, we'd be licking our chops all day long, licking, 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 licking. But licking
2: how the many? Chops all day long. But how many tight ends exist that are like you that are good blocking tight ends in the league? Uh, yeah.
3: There's usually someone on the roster that can do that. Like, Kittle, I'd take Kittle all day Well, long.
2: yeah, but again, that's going to the, okay, we're we're grabbing from the top. Yeah, and I would take um, well, I you know, would Patrick Mahomes to be my quarterback all day No, long. but like, I would
3: say this. They got two tight ends in Green Bay, I think, maybe not next year, but the year after are going to be able to do it and do it handily. Sure. You know? See, in a 3-4, you can't because the tackle most time is shaded with a defender on him or covered and the tight end is covered with that outside linebacker uh Preston Smith or Rashawn Gary and they're much tougher the to single block when you can get what's taush 310
2: uh yeah i think when it's you can get probably, 500 yeah.
3: pounds of beef on someone that weighs 245 pounds uh, yee, yee, as homer would say so th- there there's got to be some tweaks some changes some coverages cuz you can't play the same coverages to um both defenses without it being a liability. There's some things they have to tweak there. Hopefully they can get that figured out sooner than later, though.
2: But I think we can start throwing a party. It's gone uh, our... I love the fourth. Well, No, here's why. Here's why, Chu. Because gone are the days where we see Preston Smith lined up one-on-one with a guy in the slots.
3: Yeah, that's, that's the liability of a 3-4. <laughs> Yeah, that's the liability. Thank
2: God. Chu, man, I don't want to see that ever again. I saw it too much this year. Yeah. I understand it happens on occasion, but it happened way too much this past year where they got manipulated into that.
0: So there were t- there was some concern, Chu that they would have to completely overhaul their personnel. Gabe already rattled off a bunch of names that he thinks can do well with this switch if they're just used differently. Do you feel similarly? Do you feel like a guy like Preston Smith or Rashawn Gary and Lucas Van Ness can be used effectively in the 4-3
3: I think this change at this point in time is good because you have Lucas Van Ness, who's raw, who they can put weight on him. I mean, he's a high-motor guy. Uh, he's a high-motor guy, kind of, I would say, Aaron campman light. Um, just watching him, he's got to develop. He, to me, he's a little stiff. When you look at uh, Hutchinson, when you look at Crosby, when you look at Boses. He's a little bit stiff, but he's young, and he can work on that. How do you get I like him. How do you get I, rid of
2: the stiffness? If you're a stiff football player, how do you get rid of the stiffness, Chu?
3: They made me take um, Taekwondo.
2: Probably you ever take Taekwondo? No, I've never done Taekwondo. How far did you get?
3: I think it was a green belt.
0: Wait I, wait, I don't even know what the levels are.
3: Uh, it's yellow, then green.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it starts with yellow, and then it goes to green? I think. There's got to be a black a brown. in there somewhere. Well, ah. black, I know black is the upper level. So is yeah. it? Is it white first? Is there a white? Yeah, belt?
3: I think it goes white, yellow, green, brown, and then black. There's no
0: orange in there?
3: I don't think there's orange. Eh, there may be. <laughs> Maybe it's Roy G. Biz. How
0: long did you take Taekwondo <laughs>
3: I think a year or two, but I did it. They made me do it more for the stretching, and it's kind of forced stretching. It hurts down there.
2: <clears throat> I mean, it well, does. I mean, again, when you're getting rid of the stiffness, yeah, I can understand how it hurts down no, there. It's supposed it is to like, feel better, Gabe.
3: <laughs> it's, oh. like, it's like do the splits while someone pushes on your shoulders downward. And
0: what's the point of that? How is it supposed to help Lucas Van Ness?
3: Uh, flexibility.
0: And
3: It's all about flexibility. Because when you're, when you're a meathead lifter, those muscles, uh, you're essentially contracting the muscles. You have to stretch them. I mean, granted, this is 1993.
2: So I mean, you're you're the shame. one who took Taekwondo, yeah. man. I don't, I wasn't I don't
0: think he took Taekwondo.
2: <laughs> 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 oh, can we put it on the poll? Do we think Chewie took Did Taekwondo? Did actually take Here's Taekwondo? Here's what happened. You want to know what happened? It was
3: like Dr. Cho's in Green Bay. And there was probably five of us that went there. Ron Wolfe made us go there. And then the guy on his advertisement starts using the Green Bay logo and all this. And then they got into a fight. And then they said, all right, you're not going there anymore.
2: I, I imagine you going in there. I imagine you going to Taekwondo like when Kramer was taking karate.
3: Yeah, I was dominating.
2: <laughs> Just beating up
0: on kids. But he's, stiff. if you level. watch
3: him, one one of the things I think scouts and stuff, he's a little stiff. And you can work on that.
0: You I think Joshie brings up a good point. Now they do a lot of yoga, Pilates, things yeah. like that. They that do low uh, impact. MMA is too
4: the, uh, what's uh, the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu? That's the word I was uh, looking
0: for. Yeah, what is that called? Um,
4: you
3: do it in a thong? Rolling? Brazilian Jiu Jitsu.
0: No, it's called something. It's a whole other discipline. Now I can't think of it. Hot yoga, <laughs> jiu jitsu, well
2: karate,
4: um, krav maga. I know, know jiu jitsu is like Mike Daniels was doing that. Was big on that.
0: Well, that was because of the arm m- movements and mm-hmm. the swatting and the swimming and the things that the guys do. You know, uh, when they're.
4: <laughs> by the way, just on Lucas Van Ness, he's like played interior. He's six five, like two seventy two. He weighed in at the combine. Yeah, he's not a small fella. No, he's a big no. guy. Uh, and his relative, like, athletic score where they kind of put all that stuff together, he was extremely love extreme. a relative
0: athletic score. <laughs> he was just ex- like the Green Bay Packers. I was about to say, so does Goody. Man, saying, Goody. You got Goody.
4: Right, you got the right team to follow then because they always draft high in that. So, I mean, he played interior a lot. Like, he's not just an edge player. They'll push him down and have him playing, like... Three or five tech.
2: And that's why I think he can be unlocked a little bit because now you can kind of move him along the line a little bit more than just being an outside linebacker. Like, especially if you keep someone like Preston Smith, like you could probably come up with third down pass rushing, you know, packages where you have Rashawn Gary and Lucas Van Ness and Preston Smith all on the field. What did they use? The Packers had a package
4: where it was like all their edge rushers, basically one down lineman, and everyone was standing up and it was chaos. What was that called?
2: Yeah, that was under Dom. Oh, why can't I? Why can't I remember? I'm sure somebody's gonna text in and yeah. they're gonna be able to remember what it was. Eight hundred nine nine zero thirty seven seventy six. But yeah, no, but they had a special about, package for that's
3: that. That's about the size you want. DNs, you want them? You know, six five two seventy five. In that, I would think that Bose is right around in that range. So that's what you're looking for as bookends.
0: So it's not as though the Green Bay Packers announced that they were moving to a 4-3. We're just making this conclusion on a lot of people who follow the team. Because of the hire that they made, I guess it was yesterday or the day before, of Anthony Campanelli. Anthony Campanelli is going to be the linebackers coach and apparently the run game is going to handle... Yes, defending the, the run, run game coordinator, run game coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. Somebody weighing in on the YouTube page saying, "Was it the Psycho Package?"
2: No,
0: sounds it's it's something close to that. Yeah, so I think it
2: might have been the Psycho Package.
0: Yeah. Uh, all, everything I have read about Anthony Campanelli, he comes from a football family out in Jersey a bunch of guys who are really well known. I guess his dad was the head coach at one of the Catholic schools there for years and years and years and years and then maybe it was like he was one of those too aggressive type of coaches, so they were like, we gotta move on from you. I know a coach like that. R.I.P. Dad. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) Um, so everybody speaks very glowingly about Anthony Campanelli and what he can do. What are you hearing about him and how he may affect the way that this defense is run?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be somebody that comes in. Like, I know, Chewy, you have your reservations about the 4-3 and the way they can stop the run, but it seems like they have a lot of confidence with the, the way that they're going to coach. With, I mean, Halfley wants to run a 4-3 anyway, which is why they're making this transition. But again, part of the reason that you know you, you do this, I think, is to kind of open up some of the, the players that you have, to have versatility within Lucas Van Ness. I, I am curious, and I'm, I, I can't wait to talk to Jason tomorrow and Rob next week to see if they think that Rashawn, if Rashawn Gary has to put on weight.
3: How much does he weigh?
2: Rashawn,
4: so he's listed as... listed heavier than Preston, but I don't believe that's true. I
2: can't imagine. See, yeah. the weakness you put those the, two next to the, each other and you're yeah. going, uh, <laughs> I think one of those guys is bigger. The
3: weakness in the 4-3 for the run is downhill. Okay. Tampa Bay, whenever we play Tampa Bay, we're running downhill The strength of it is when you go side to side because typically with the 4-3 and a good solid defensive front, you allow those linebackers to run and it's tough to get outside of them. I mean, if you look at San Francisco, they got two really good ones who can run. So the weakness is going to be – that's why you need good interior guys. I mean, you got one in uh, Kenny Clark. The other one's a question mark. But downhill running is the weakness of the 4-3.
2: So. But again, it's a passing league, and most guys, yeah. most guys will give up running the football. Okay. Most offensive play callers give up running the football earlier than they should. You don't
0: see that changing again, do you? I know we talk about the league being cyclical, and the, you know, think the offenses figure out a way, and then defenses figure out a way to stop it, and then offenses adjust, and then defenses adjust. You don't see a team going forward that is going to lean more heavily on the run game because. Everybody else is zigging, so they're going to zag. If it does, I
2: think it's going to be a it's going to be an outlier, right? Because teams. Uh, Detroit scares you,
3: though. Detroit scares you because they're balanced, right?
2: Sure, but again, like at the end of the day, like so many of these games come down to two and four minute situations where you got to push the ball down the field, and you got to have a good quarterback. And a lot of the rules have been changed to assist you in doing that.
3: But all these, Gabe, all of these these big plays to Musgrave and the long – those are all play-action pass. Oh, yeah. Those are all play-action pass, and, I mean, that stuff can kill you I, I, if a team gets that running game going. That's why Detroit scares me with Montgomery and Swift.
2: Right? But I, I guess where I come down on it, like, it's kind of like the NBA. Like, the NBA is not going to stop shooting threes right like you're you're not going to see team like maybe no. maybe one or two teams decides, hey, there's all these big guys that are smaller. maybe we can take advantage with dumping it down in the post, and the guy can get two points, and then the next Stephen Curry comes down and hits a three, and next thing you you know you're down three and two because three is always better than two like I, so the, the it's nice to have a good running game, but ultimately you got to be able to put the ball in the Hashtag
0: air. math, can confirm. Want to do a little <laughs> housekeeping here and just let you know that there are seven belts, apparently, in Taekwondo. White, yellow, orange. Oh. Green, blue, which got zero consideration <laughs> from our guy. He didn't even sniff a blue. I well,
2: he did say Roy G. Biv, so I think he uh, caught yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> This is like eight six seven five <laughs> four, nine, all over again. Cya brown and then black. So seven belts for Taekwondo, which our guy claims to have done at one point to improve his flexibility on the football field. Picture, it,
2: picture, it didn't happen,
0: to you.
3: What didn't happen? Do
0: you have a picture of you doing Taekwondo? I wonder if
4: I still have the garb.
0: If you could pull up some Taekwondo garb, yeah.
4: That's what, what are those things called? The I know in. Brazil, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, it's geese. But yeah, the, it's a geek.
2: Gee, gee,
4: Yeah, gee, it's gee. still geek. Yes, gee. it is a gee. I would love to see you in one, because it's basically a
2: rope.
0: Just him going yeah. gee, gee,
2: gee, over and over again you the high, was the highlight of that segment. You know it's not the first time he did that. We
0: got a lot of stuff to get to this morning. Adam Schefter is going to join the show as he does each and every week. Would like to ask him about Anthony Campanelli, see what he can tell us about that. We have superb owl squares coming up as well. That's at the 45s in the 7 o'clock hour and the 8 o'clock hour, so get your dial-in fingers ready for those. And Justin McCoy from Cousin's Subs coming up in the second hour of the show. Busy, busy show here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy.
2: X Golf is located at American Family Field and it is open year round during the offseason. It's kind of cool. You go in there, and because it's overlooking the outfield and left field, you can kind of see what's going on in the stadium. Putting up the new scoreboard, some cool things happening. It's just kind of a cool place to go hang out. Oh, and by the way, it is still an X-Golf. So that means you get the -the state-of-the-art simulators. You can work on your game year-round. I'll be there tonight for the Wednesday Night League that I'm there for. But it's a great place to go hang out because of their full bar, because of their menu. Look... I know the nicer weather, with melting all the snow, it's probably got you thinking, oh, golf outside. But there's still time to improve your game before and make sure you hit the ground running when it is time to play golf outside. So take a golf lesson from their PGA pro, Andy Barrett. You can also host your next event at X-Golf at American Family Field because it is a unique setting. Book your sim. Find out more. X-Golf and
1: it's Jen, Gabe, and Chewy.
0: Unbelievable that they ran all over this vaunted defense. Why? This did elite we drink the defense. Kool-Aid. What Kool-Aid?
1: Why? It was poop Kool-Aid. And we gobbled it down on 94.5 5 ESPN.
0: defensive staff in order now and people seem to be pretty excited not just about Halfley of course which there was a lot of excitement about when that was announced about a week ago but this Campanelli hire as well I mean, you are seeing he belongs to like the first family of football in New Jersey, hard-nosed, aggressive. Uh, he was with the Miami Dolphins, survived a couple of uh, regime changes, all of which feels very positive because, you know, when they're making changes, guys want to bring their own guys in, right? You got relationships you've built, but no, they thought, you know, this guy's good. This guy has value. Let's keep him around. And he was able to stick around there. Um, so they are shifting to a 4-3 defense. What did we put on the poll, Joshie? Very simply,
4: the Packers switching from a 3-4 defense to a 4-3 defense makes you feel what? Excited
0: or nervous? Go ahead and weigh in on that in the Jen, Gabe, and Chewy Twitter poll. Of course, you can watch us on the YouTube stream as well and get your comments in there. What did you guys say that the package was called? We were trying to figure out what that package. The The NASCAR package. NASCAR. And what was it again? What was it? What was the package? The NASCAR package. Holy moly! He's on it was first.
3: was One down. <laughs> Thank you. One down. <laughs> D lineman and the rest were kind of. <laughs> Thank you to Sean rushers. for that. By yeah.
0: All right, Sean, we appreciate you weighing in on that. So, Chewy, now that they are making this transition, how much of a leeway do you give them? Right? Because you don't expect it to be... When we were talking about the offense, and we were talking about all those young players there, and we knew that there was going to be a learning curve, you were going, yeah, pump the brakes. Give them time. They'll figure it out, but there are going to be hiccups. Do you think it will be similar with the defense as they make this transition?
3: I think it'll be the same as the offense last year. I don't know if it's going to turn out the same, but we're very patient at the beginning of the year. Let Jordan Love grow and do his thing. Uh, They hit a home run because of the Personnel they, you know, got from the draft. So it's going to take some tweaks. I mean, they have some players over there that can play, and then they have to find out if other players can play in the system. Like Devontae Wyatt, is he going to be the five technique? Kenny Clark, what I assume is going to be the three. Um, they have to figure out if he can play. Obviously, they're not going to carry as many interior linemen as um, exterior So some guys are going to have to go flat out, you know. They don't have to keep – because under the 3-4, Preston Smith and and, uh, Rashawn Gary were still considered linebackers. Yes. Now they're not going to be. Now they're part of the D-line. So you're going to keep – my guess is you'll keep four of them and then four interiors. And then however many linebackers they need. Because there's now there's three less there's one less linebacker, technically, there's only three on the inside. And typically, and I know what they want to do, they want to get to four down linemen, solid down linemen that cre- can create problems just with the four. Two solid corners, one good safety, and then linebackers that can run.
2: Well, so when you make the switch to a four three, two, and I know you've spent time talking about oh, okay, it's not as good against the run. Are you asking more out of your safeties then to help in-run defense?
3: And we are talking... Who were we talking last week? that Now that the quarterback has become more of a runner, you can account for that extra guy in the box because typically this is how it works. And I don't want to get too technical here, but I feel I have to. When we would call a run back in the day, right, with the tight end just in a base set, we had let's call it zebra package where there's only one running back. We had six guys that could block, right? So what they would do, they would have the four down linemen, two of the inside linebacker, one removed, and then they would bring a safety down. Now they have seven. Now you can't run the ball. Now if the quarterback, let's say, is a is a viable runner like a Jalen Hurts or something, because you figure back in the day when the quarterback – Back in the day, it would just hand the ball off. So he's dead. He's not blocking anyone. Now when the quarterback runs, you can match that up, and that becomes a problem. So the coverages change in a 4-3 as opposed to a 3 There's just a lot of stuff that goes along with it. But the bottom line, if they can get the personnel in place, I love it. I love it. I love it better than the 3-4. But it's all about the personnel.
0: And they obviously have the draft to supplement personnel on that side. There is free agency. I mean, people are talking about potentially the Packers going after a free agent safety. We had talked about how Pete Thamel told us that the safety class for the drafts is one of the weakest of all the positions. So maybe you devote your attention to going out there and getting a big time free agent safety who can be that guy in the middle and handle that responsibility. We are going to get to Adam Schefter. I'm sure he has some insight for us. I am guessing that Adam is in Vegas, where everyone seems to be right now. So we will talk to Adam Schefter right after this on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. But before we do, guys, I want to tell you about my friends over at Professional Construction, Inc. in Waukesha. Over the years, we have had them help us with home projects because, you know, Dario and myself, no, Dario is not very handy. I don't have the handiness of Mike and Michelle over at PCI, but I can't put myself in the same category as Dario. That's just unfair to me. So whenever we have a home project that needs to be handled, we call our friends over at PCI and they can help you if you're looking for a remodeling project. Maybe you're doing a home addition or maybe you're thinking about building a brand new home. The PCI team is here for you. You can check out their website. It's professionalconstructioninc.com There you can see a bunch of the projects that they have done, get some ideas of what they can do for you, and set up a meeting with Mike and Michelle and their fantastic team. What are you waiting for? If you're in the market for a remodel, a home addition, or a new home, the PCI team is the team for you. Get more information at that website, professionalconstructioninc.com, professionalconstructioninc.com. Adam Schefter coming up next on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy.
1: Everyone's go to source for all NFL news.
0: Adam Schefter teased some big breaking news. Adam, you've told us about it. What do we got?
5: Adam's on the phone. Yeah, Adam, have some more... Adam yeah. you got more just... news? What do you got? They're going with another move, and here is the man who knows all, Adam Schefter. And
0: we're going to get right to some breaking news here that just came down. This tweet from Adam Schefter.
1: It's ESPN NFL insider Adam Schefter. The, the Bears look dead, the Vikings look dead, and so the division
5: comes down to Detroit and Green Bay.
1: Adam Schefter on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy is presented by Orthopedic Associates of Wisconsin. There is a difference. Also sponsored by Island Resort and Casino.
0: Well, I was out in Brookfield this week and I got to swing past the Orthopedic Associates of Wisconsin ASAP Clinic. It is glorious. Not the only location. They've got it in McGuanagoe and Pewaukee as well. All the physicians are fellowship trained in specialty orthopedics. They are board certified or board eligible. They have advanced training in their respective fields. And here's the deal. If you want a place that's faster and easier and less expensive to the ER or urgent care, go to Ortho ASAP. Patients can walk in and be seen without an appointment orthopedic associates of wisconsin there is a difference they bring us adam schefter each and every week here on jen gabe and chewy so adam there was a big uh hire for the green bay packers people are very excited about anthony campanelli apparently he's from the first family of football out in your neck of the woods new jersey i know you're in vegas this week for the super bowl what do you know about anthony
5: well we know that the family jen is heavily involved in football right that is Father, Mike, was the coach at Paramus Catholic High School in New Jersey for 10 years. Uh, Mike's brother was the coach at Bergen Catholic High School in New Jersey. They had other family members coaching other high schools in that area. So they're they're all, it's a family business is what it is here for the Campanellis. And New Jersey is their stomping grounds and the place that he's kind of grew up learning his trade and honing his craft. And they've all been a part of this. And it's just, obviously, it's something that he's, Grown up in his entire life, and how often do we hear about a coach who's the son of a coach who absorbs more? Uh, look, look, just look at this weekend, you know, Kyle Shanahan in the Super Bowl, son of Mike Shanahan. Um, so, you know, to me, uh, when you're around it like that, you're just exposed to a little bit more, and it just seems like your knowledge of the game sometimes is that much more refined and advanced.
3: Adam, if the Chiefs win. The Super Bowl this weekend. At the end of the day, when Andy decides to retire, could he be held in the same regard as Belichick and
5: a Bill Walsh? It's an interesting question. So this would be what his third, third. Super Bowl
3: win if they win. And I think he's gone. This third. will be he's gone to four.
5: You know, I, I guess Chewy. I mean, you know, to me, you're talking about all time great coaches, and he's in the conversation. Do, do I view him? At the top of that list? I probably don't, but do I view him as one of the greats of all time? I do. If they win this game, yeah. Okay. Um, you, you have three Super Bowl wins. You eclipsed those with two. Who, who has two? Tom Coughlin has two. Um, uh, Jimmy Johnson has. Does he have two or yeah. three? He's got three, I believe.
2: He's got two because he got right. fired and then Barry Switzer won the third one with the Cowboys. But what if Andy yeah. got
5: the
3: five? Or even four.
5: Well, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> the more you're building up there, the more Super Bowls you're winning, the the higher you grow or go on that list of all-time greatness. So, uh, like I said, to me, he's already up there. He's already up there. That That's not in dispute. The question is how high he's going to go. And with every one of these Super Bowl wins that you get, you climb the ladder that much higher in my mind.
0: I pulled the list up, uh, Adam, Joe Gibbs with three, Bill Walsh with three, Chuck Knoll with four, and Andy Reid there with two, Lombardi with two, Flores with two, Jimmy Johnson with two. There's a whole bunch of guys who have two. Landry, Parcells, Coughlin, you know, the big names in the sport, Shula. Uh, That segment, guys, was much like when Gabe was telling us that threes were better than twos in the NBA. Well, the more Super Bowls you win, yes, guys, the better it looks. Go ahead, Gabe. All right, Adam. Best Super Bowl city, worst Super Bowl city.
5: So, you know, again, I think where I would go with that, Gabe, would be how old am I when am I answering that question? (laughs) question Fair point. Well, I mean, so I I think
2: Vegas, I mean, this is the first time for Vegas, so Vegas can be an incomplete. You know, we got to see how the rest of the week plays out.
5: Yeah. Well, uh, you know, Vegas is crazy. uh, Again, when I was younger, like I remember – uh, when i lived in denver and i was a single guy i remember booking a vacation to come to vegas for a you know a three four day weekend by myself and i didn't gamble i just came to ha- hang out and eat and you know go to spas and kind of pamper myself you know the way jen might do that or something like that but um would i have interest in coming to vegas on my own now at this stage? no no that this would not be where i would come you know at this stage of my life and i think back to like last year we're in phoenix and the espn hotel Um, was removed and secluded and away from everything. And to me, I love that. That's great. It was nice and quiet. It's away from the crowds, away from the noise. It's a little bit more peaceful. That's what I prefer now. I wouldn't have preferred that 25 years ago. Um, I think back to the very first Super Bowl that I ever covered in 1995 when I was writing for the Rocky Mountain News and – Mike Shanahan was the offensive coordinator of the 49ers, and the Broncos were trying to hire him as their head coach. And my job was to kind of stalk him all week and get information to see whether he'd become the Broncos' next head coach. And I remember going out the night before my very first Super Bowl in Miami, and I remember back in the day, as it used to be the case, um, newspapers would be delivered to your hotel room door. And at that time, uh, when I got back to my hotel room on Super Bowl morning, the newspaper already had arrived at my door, and I made a promise to myself that the newspaper never will beat me to my hotel room before a Super Bowl ever again. And I you know, at the age of twenty nine back then, I loved that. You know, now I would never do that. I would never go out. <laughs> like, that. like you know, I, I I had a buddy that texted me this week, a college friend. he's like, Hey, I'm gonna be in Vegas Saturday night and I got two tickets to you two at the sphere. I'm like, you wanna come with I'm like, Are you out of your mind? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Adam Schefter hanging out with Jen, Gabe, and Chewy this morning telling us about his Vegas routine. I mean, in fairness, you two at the Sphere, those are tough tickets to get, Adam. For Adam Schefter, <sighs> seriously?
5: Gabe. Am I Dave, giving you too much no. credit,
0: Adam, by saying, like, if you want to go see you two, you can do it any other week? You,
5: you, you're giving me way too much credit. I, again, I don't even know what it would be like to get tickets. I, I, have, I have not made a call, but I would say this, that... Um, you know, Super Bowl morning, I, I just got a text yesterday. We're leaving our hotel at 4.30 in the morning you know, to go to the stadium. 4.30. So do you think I'm going out to, you know, U2 at the Spear the night before? We get home and a let, let, yeah, right. No chance. <laughs> <laughs> no a- chance.
0: Adam, one of the comments that Roger Goodell made when he did his uh, media avail earlier this week, I, there, I guess there was some, like, Kerfuffle! It was supposed to be on Wednesday. They moved it to Monday. It was an invite-only thing, but that's not what I want to touch on. I want to touch on the fact that he once
5: again—you
0: weren't invited. I wasn't invited well, if okay, no. well, if Adam Schefter's not
2: invited, so, so by the way,
0: like it didn't happen.
5: Jen, you know, assuming that I could just go get tickets to the Sphere (laughs) concert or the U2 concert, the Sphere, that I would just be invited to. I'm not invited to as many things as you think. I see
0: what you're getting at. I see. You're trying to tell me you're not as popular as I think that you are. Um, Correct. But Roger commented on the state of officiating in the NFL and seemed to give it an endorsement, which ruffled a lot of feathers because football fans, well, we have eyeballs and we've been watching the games and the NFL officiating has not been great. And it seems like the league always falls back on this idea that, well, it's a hard job. Well, a lot of jobs are hard and you're still expected to do it at a high level and and hopefully not affect the outcome of a game that a lot of people are invested in, not just emotionally, but also financially. Um, Do you see the league doing anything to improve officiating? I know it's always been stated like they should be full-time employees or are we just, this is what we got and you get what you get and you don't throw a fit?
5: No, I think that there's so much discussion amongst the club level uh, with people on teams that are unhappy, coaching staffs, front offices. Let's be very honest, they are not happy with the state of officiating. I I would venture to say you'd be hard-pressed to find uh, many people, with teams, with teams that believe that officiating is right where it should be and nothing needs to be done, like that would not happen in my mind. Not based on the people I've spoken to, and so um, you know the league could say whatever it wants. The fact of the matter is, it is an issue, and the league is going to have to discuss that and figure out any steps that it takes to try to improve the officials during the off season. And you know there, there are all sorts of. I, Look, you know my the relationships I have with people in the league. They they all have their own ideas. Like they've trotted some things out to me, so I know that they're going to be pounding the table uh, to do something. And what happens, I don't know, but I cannot imagine that nothing is going to happen. Like they're just going to say we're running back, we're not doing anything. You know, we believe that this is as good as it can be, and we're not interested in improving a league that is always always looking to grow, change, improve, raise money, find additional ways for revenue. They're always looking for that. So you're telling me that that same league with those same progressive philosophies that self-scouts itself, that knows itself very well, it's just going to say, no, we're good in officiating. Like, we, we've got this. We're all right there. I don't believe that.
0: What are some of those ideas, Adam, that your friends have been kicking around?
5: Well, we've heard about full-time officiating. Um, that's one thing. We've heard about additional training. Uh, we've heard about officiating schools, academies. We've heard of um, I've heard of indoctrinating players into the game. This year, there's going to be a player, Terry Killens, who played in the league, who's going to be officiating in the game. I think there's some people that want to see more of that. Um, uh, I'm just trying to think here. I, I, I have... I have notes in my computer at home. I didn't realize you were going to ask me this today, but I can tell you that if you (laughs) allowed me to come back to you on that, I'd have a whole sheet of ideas from people.
0: I trust you. I believe you. We'll do that down the road.
3: Adam, this is two years in a row now that the teams have had issues with the playing surface. Is this just players being too whiny in organizations, or is this a real deal?
5: Well, it's a different deal here, Chewy, because last year, nobody had any issues until the game started, and then we saw players slipping and sliding all over, and it was the same for both teams, and they both had to deal with it, and it's not what you'd want for a Super Bowl. You want players comfortable out there, your footing not being an issue, and it was during the Super Bowl last year when um, players were struggling to get their footing in that Super Bowl in Arizona. This year... It's a different deal. You know, the Niners are practicing at UNLV. Each team, as you know, is assigned a practice facility for the week. Mm-hmm. Um, the Chiefs, the AFC team, were given the Raiders training facility and the Niners were given UNLV's training facility. And, you know, when I spoke to the Niners on Monday, they were very clear that, you know, this has nothing to do with UNLV. UNLV doesn't a great has done a great job of hosting and doing what it should. Their issue was that under the rules, the policies that the NFL establishes, Practice fields for the Super Bowl teams must be uh, held to a certain standard, and that standard has to be met in December. It has to be inspected, approved. Everything's in December, and yet just a week or two ago, the league was putting field turf down on, uh, or sod on top of a field turf field, mm. and it created seams in the field where the Niners were practicing, and it, according to them, felt like walking on a sponge. And they were not happy about that. Uh, They're they're definitely not happy. Now, they practiced Monday. They said it was okay. They didn't practice yesterday. They're having a walkthrough today. And then their big practice day is Thursday. Now, they installed everything last week while they were in San Clara. Thursday is the big practice day. And when I last checked on this on Monday, the Niners hadn't made a decision yet about where they would practice on Thursday, whether that would be at the assigned facility or whether they would ask the league to intervene so that they could practice where the Chiefs have practiced all week long. Now, they prefer not to do that and have to kind of leave their facility. Like, I'm in a hotel room right now with my daughter for Nickelodeon, and I have to transport myself to a hotel room And for the ESPN hotel, it's a, and it's a huge pain having to pack up, go check in, get like, I It's not what I want to do. Right, Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing for them. They don't have to uproot their facility in the midweek, go practice somewhere else when they're settled in to a place that they don't feel has met the standard that should be there for a Super Bowl team that advances this far with this much on the line.
2: The other thing that kind of came out of the the Goodell presser, Adam, was the league seemed pretty happy with the streaming ventures that they've Kind of jumped into whether that's the Thursday night games on Prime, the special Black Friday game that they had on Prime, the Peacock only playoff game. What, What do you, how much streaming is going to be involved in the future? Because I think one of the reasons why the NFL is so popular is because it is readily available and easy to find versus, you know, sometimes for a basketball game or a baseball game, you're flipping around a thousand different channels trying to find it. I feel it's just easier to find football games. How do you balance that if you're the league?
5: How old are you, Gabe? I am 38. Okay. I I, I would say if you ask that question to my 23-year-old son or my 15-year-old daughter, uh, they'd have no problem finding the game streaming. Zero. Uh, Just like... I grew up reading a newspaper and people don't do that anymore and they consume and get their news in different ways. And so I, I think, again, as an, as an older guy, uh, not as familiar with this stuff as the younger generation, I, I don't think that they view streaming as any sort of obstacle. I think that's just a part of their life. They stream everything. So if the league, it makes the league more money, then the league is going to keep streaming all they want, no matter if that makes it hard for you, Gabe, to find that game, they don't care. You know th- that's where they believe the future is, and um, so far, uh, that seems to have worked. And they'll continue continue to monitor it and see. Um, it, it, it's not a natural thing for me. Maybe not. You know, maybe it's more natural to you than it is me. But this is, this is kind of where we're at, and it's where it's going. And I don't see anything slowing it down, at all.
2: I, I guess I. Uh- my counter to that would be right now it's easy to find. And right now it's not that big of a deal because it was one game on Peacock. But now if you've got a game on Peacock and another one's on Netflix and another one's on prime and you have to flip between all these different apps that, that I think becomes a different barrier.
5: Yeah. uh, Again, I guess I would say I'm, I'm reasonably confident that the league isn't going to do something that's going to shoot itself in the foot and have, whereas, you know, on a Sunday we're putting up, you know, CBS and Fox and you have, you know, some TVs on a wall and and uh, consume it all. They're they're going to make it such that you can find everything pretty easily. Uh, they're not going to take something where, where you know. I, again, we were flying out here on, to Vegas and I showed my daughter this box. It was like the fifty most watched telecasts last year. Forty six of the fifty were football games. You know, one of them was the State of the Union. Uh, one of them was a one of them was um, well, I'm trying to remember the Like the three Academy three Awards or
0: something like that The like Academy the Awards, awards. Yep. Yeah, the
5: Academy Awards, that was another Okay, but other than that, every single football game made the top 50 46 of the top 50 telecasts They're not going to ignore that and make it such that they're going to bury themselves, so that you can't find the game, I don't know how they're going to do it Gabe but that's, that's not going to be an issue to the league in my mind
0: Adam, you mentioned your daughter, Dylan, before we let you go, I just wanted to let you know that it is so cool watching her interview those players for Nickelodeon. You must be so proud you and Sherry. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that every time I see her on the screen or on Instagram, I get a little excited for her and for you guys. So I, I, I appreciate that you guys get to enjoy this experience, this football, the this Bowl experience together.
5: Well, let me say this, Jen. Uh, I came out here like the ESPN people are not coming out to like Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I came out here Sunday with her because she had to be doing stuff for Nickelodeon. She's doing the sidelines for the game on Sunday. Uh, it's her third year for Nickelodeon, um, and Nickelodeon's a sister station of CBS, obviously. So they have the game, and it's a big deal, and uh, they're broadcasting it. So they had on Monday night at Media Night a room set up, uh, two rooms set up for. Dylan works, my Dylan works with another young actor by the name of Young Dylan. So it's my Dylan or Dylan Schefter and Young Dylan, who Young Dylan's a prodigy. If you haven't seen this kid, this kid is unbelievable. Um, and they had room set up for them to do one-on-one interviews. Now, I've been coming to the Super Bowl for 30 years. I've never had a one-on-one interview or room set up for, with me for players and Super Bowl. So Can't can even get the into the, 15, the, the, already, the Roger Goodell presser? Anything that I've ever done in this field, yes.
0: So if I need Pretty tickets cool. to and, you two, Dylan it? is who I need to yes. go through. Is basically what I'm <laughs> starting to pick up on here, Adam.
5: Yeah, yeah, and and, and but watching it was, uh, I mean, that was the best. Uh, you know, it. You all know what that's like, and so you know, I'm sitting up there watching her with George Kittle and Rasheed Rice and. Isaiah I mean, it was, it was unbelievable.
0: Awesome. Awesome, man. Well, enjoy the rest of the week, and we will talk to you again soon.
5: Thank you, guys. Enjoy the game on Sunday.
0: He's Adam Schefter. We get all of our NFL news, et cetera, et cetera, from him. Uh, Gabe wants to tell you something, and then get your dialing fingers ready, guys, because it is time to play Superb Owl Squares here on Gen Gabe, and Chewy. So 800-990-3776. Gabe? Our friend Adam Schefter brought to us
2: by our friends at the Island Resort and Casino. Plan your winter getaway at the Island Resort and Casino. Schedule a relaxing session at the Drift Spa. Enjoy gaming, casual, and fine dining, and great live entertainment. To book your winter getaway, visit Island Resort and Casino. Dot com today
0: 800-990-3776 time to play superb owl squares get your calls lined up
1: this is jen gabe and chewy uh, I,
0: you know i'm gonna go with the corn dog the old corn dog <laughs> the corn
1: dog for um, the pierogies birthday. And borscht all day long
0: that's just crazy nobody likes borscht it's the
1: only thing that makes my mouth water <laughs> other than my wife on 94.5 espn
0: Chewy, another day, another winner in Superb Owl Squares. Looks like the phone lines are all lit up. Let's go out to Joe in Kiwaskum first. Joe, you're up first on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Are you ready to play Superb Owl Squares? I'm ready, and Gabe, just ask the question. Don't say anything else. <laughs> well,
2: <laughs> what I do have to do first, though, is tell you that... If you get the question right, you will be entered into Superb Owl squares. You'll get 10 squares on the board. Winner gets the uh, of, of this contest, which by matching the two numbers you have on the board, to the final score of the Super Bowl. That means you win a signed, framed, Mark Tremura autograph jersey. Official contest rules at ESPNWisconsinContests.com. All right, now that we have that out of the way, here is your question. Record for career catches in the Super Bowl did Jerry Rice break?
0: Wow! I got nothing. Um. Joshy with the quick hook. Can't <laughs> speak. I don't have an answer.
2: Sorry. All right. Andre Reed. Andre Reed was the answer there. I thought maybe that Chu
0: might know the answer to that one, but it didn't seem like it. Bob and Tosa, you're up next on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Are you ready to play Superb Owl Squares? Yes. We are
2: now looking for the first team to play in three consecutive Super Bowls. What was the first team to play in three consecutive Super Bowls? Miami. The
1: Miami Dolphins are the correct
0: answer.
2: I it was Pittsburgh. Miami?
0: Oof. Between Bobby. 71 and
2: 73, the Dolphins went to three straight. You have now wow. made
0: your way onto our superb Owl Square Hi. board. We will have a few more winners as the week goes on, and then after the big game on Sunday, we will determine who is the winner of superb Owl Squares here on Jen, Gabe, and Chewy. Thanks, Bob, and congratulations. We'll take a break here on the show. Be right back after this, two minutes away.